For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio, wherever you get your podcasts. Jamie's Log, Progressive, The Harrington's Backyard, Day 27, 3.33 a.m. 3.33, all those threes mean something, or I may be losing it. Been camped in the Harrington's Backyard for 27 days now, proving that Progressive has 24-7 protection. They told me every day they understand what 24-7 protection means. Think I'm finally getting through to them. 3.33. Progressive doesn't just offer a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, just not literally from Jamie. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. This is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. Welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Yanks Go Yard Podcast. I'm Adam Weinrib alongside Thomas Carinante. And did I die and consequently go straight to hell? Because I'm really not certain if this is a baseball season or if, in fact, I am living in hell make sure to find us on apple podcast google podcast spotify wherever you get your podcasts as long as those websites are operational in literal hell thomas garanante the yankees are not good uh the underlying metrics are bad the offense is doing special things that are special and terrible nothing is getting better they've had a couple lucky wins but through 11 games have they impressed you once no, they haven't. Seven runs was the most they scored in a game this year, which seems like not a lot for the New York Yankees. Uh, I don't know how many more times we have to say it. We don't want these narratives to continue. We want to just be talking about how awesome this team is. I want to be smacking coffee out of people's hands on the street, telling them how much their team sucks and how awesome my team is. But I can't do that. The Yankees are not letting me do that. They are depriving me of that happiness and of that fan aggression. Uh, and even with these wins, you still cannot feel good. We get the win on Sunday, but the Rays constantly shoot themselves in the foot and we probably should have won the game three separate times before we finally did an extras. Um, Garrett Cole takes the mound on Monday. Uh, I hope we're going to win the games where he's starting, but guess what? Offense doesn't really help him. Four hits three runs. That's not really great, especially when you're going up against a pitcher like Robbie Ray, who famously is not good. What did he led the league in like walk rate or something the last two years? He's just been bad. He's there was some stat of him walking a ton of batters over the last two years, and he's just not been good. And that was his first start of the year after suffering an elbow contusion. And then last night, just another one that you the, no no action in the first four or five innings at all. They had they had two hits through six innings or something like that. Um, no help for Jamison Tyone, who sadly had a rough night. Um, and the, the the shitty stats just keep piling on. Let's say Katie Shaw poking us up here. Uh, 14 ground into double plays this year. That leads MLB tied with the Padres. 687 OPS, which is their worst through 11 games since 1989. A 367 slugging percentage, which is their worst through 11 games since 1991. 
Uh, I they, they've had what they've had what six outs on the base paths now, which could may, might be tied for first. They had five going into last night's game, which was which was tied for second. Uh, they're tied for fifth in errors. Uh, I was I was digging and doing that research yesterday because uh, the Geo Geo made that made that error in I don't remember what inning it was, but there's nothing here. I I I was just telling you I have MLB TV. I'm watching all these teams. There there is no team more boring and less and less entertaining than the New York Yankees. I flip on something late night. I'm watching Giants Reds last night. That's a seven six fun game. I'm watching the Dodgers last night, just put balls constantly over the fence against inferior pitching. And then I have the New York Yankees who are supposed to be like the next best team in the league. And they can't even get a few hits through the first two thirds of the game. So um, yeah, this is, this is what we're forced to do. And this is what we're going to have to keep doing until the team gives us another reason not to. And I, I don't see it turning around anytime soon because I, I, what, what's, what's indicated that whatsoever at this point. Yeah. The, I mean, there, there are worse records than five and six, right? Yeah. They, they don't have to dig out of a one and nine hole or something, which the Oakland A's, by the way, just did in like a week. They went from one and seven to five and seven. Like they're already back. It's, you can do that if your if your team is relatively well constructed, but you know five and six isn't the worst record in the world. A lot of outsiders looking in on Yankee fans, telling us to you know shut up, be quiet, mind our p's and q's like always. But uh, the, yeah, the rotation outside of Garrett Cole. It, remember one time through the rotation when they had the best rotation ERA? I thought since, it was good since nineteen sixty one or whatever. The rotation outside of Garrett Cole now sitting at six point oh six. They have stopped hitting home runs. Perhaps most importantly, they have 11 through 11 games. Last year, they had 23. The year before, 22. Um, they hit home runs. That's what they do. Fans have been clamoring for them to stop doing it for ages and start lining up singles. Well, that actually doesn't work, especially against a pitcher like Hunjin Ryu, who's who's really good. Yankees go on the road and lose to Hunjin Ryu in the middle of June, uh, and everybody shrugs because he's a great pitcher. He held the lineup completely in check for six innings. Fine. But it's the approach and the timing of everything. It's a cacophony of errors all hitting at the same time. Um, the double plays are part of our endemic of a larger issue. They have the sixth highest ground ball rate in Major League Baseball. In terms of hard hit rate, they're sitting at 20th and they're between the Diamondbacks and Orioles. Now, people cite the Yankees' hard hit stats constantly to the point where it's almost like a joke. And when they're struggling, it becomes very frustrating to read that Giancarlo Stanton hit a 107-mile-an-hour ground out. It's like, okay, fantastic. I really, at this point, can't be brought to care. Um, But usually they at least have that underlying metric on their side. Currently, they don't. They, They are right, you know, middling. Brewers, Diamondbacks, Yankees, Orioles. Those are the hard hit champs. Um, Now, strange start in Major League Baseball. Objectively, uh, the American League East, everyone is somewhat of a disaster. The Yankees are, are, are lucky and can thank their lucky stars and can thank Garrett Cole that they haven't fallen way behind the pack. Because, uh, like we, I, I would say, I, was, I asked you when you've been impressed by their performance. I would say the, the Cole start against the Orioles, where they took a lead, held it, chipped away more, and ended up up 7 nothing in the ninth. That was an impressive game. Uh, the second game of the season, they beat the blue Jays, uh, not that impressive, but at least the bullpen looked great. Jay Bruce hit a bloop single to extend the extending leads is something they have not done much this year. Um, I would say I was half impressed with that game, but I'm at 1.5. 
Um, and it really just boils down to they had a good lineup day against the Orioles once when Garrett Cole pitched. Um, I haven't really enjoyed myself, but the AL East is sort of a slog so far. The Blue Jays are missing a lot of pitchers and they look like a 500 team. The Rays can only beat us. Uh, the Orioles are the Baltimore Orioles. They'll take steps forward. They'll take steps back this year. They're not a 105 loss team, but they're not very good. Boston Red Sox are playing really well, but did get swept by the Orioles to start off the year. They're a seven and three team. They have mojo at a certain point. They're going to backslide a little bit, but they look like an 85, 86 win team. I'm hoping they settle at 84, 83. That'd be nice for me personally. Um, but they certainly look more put together than the New York Yankees. And they certainly have some semblance of a plan. They traded Mookie Betts. They traded Andrew Benintendi. They let Jackie Bradley Jr. walk. And I don't know if they got better, but they stayed the same. Can you imagine the Yankees maintaining any semblance of competitiveness if they traded Judge, let Stanton walk, and then got rid of you know Luke Voigt, who's, who's currently gone? They look like a 500 team with a bad rotation, and the underlying statistics make them out to be a slightly below 500 team with a bad rotation. And... Once again, you know, we can't, they're not two and nine. They're not one in 10, but they're dull every day. They wake up, they go to the ballpark and are boring. They do not compete in at-bats and they look like they are, you know, the reason a bad umpire stood out so much yesterday is because they went up and constantly looked to take walks. And when they weren't given walks, they got furious. They do not, uh, they somehow neither work the count nor attack the baseball. They do neither. They go down one and two, and then they look for a walk instead of you know going after the ball whatsoever. Um, I, I can't believe their approach, and I can't believe how few home runs they have, and I can't believe that one of their 11 home runs is hit by Jay Bruce. Yeah, just uh, I, I look, I'm a harsh grader. I know that Orioles win was nice, but like, how impressed can I be to just mop the floor with the Orioles from innings one through nine? Not saying uh, I'm blown away. I'm yeah, just saying that no. was a game when I watched and I went, nice game. Garrett Cole was incredible. Yeah. Best start as a Yankee. And the Yankees did what they're supposed to do against the Orioles, but they haven't done what they're supposed to do yeah. in the other 10 games. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, I felt good after that, but I wasn't like, oh man, like the Yankees are back. Let's do this. It's like, you know, we're getting the job. That's what I want to see. I want to see Garrett Cole shit on an entirely bad lineup. And I want to see us put up seven to 10 runs against inferior pitching. It's really not that much to ask. Um, and as for the lineup, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't understand the approach. I don't understand. There is a lack of passion. There is a lack of accountability with this group. Um, we see it every year whenever they go into these stretches of nothingness. Nobody really says anything. Aaron Boone's got nothing to say at this point. If you're looking for him to say something of substance, he's not saying it when it comes to his team underperforming oh, uh, th Tuesday. He said hitting is hard. I yeah. don't know if you caught that. I did. Yeah. The, things don't bounce our way. Hitting is hard. Guys hitting are is still hard. trying to get in the groove. Why are our guys still trying to get in the groove when everybody else's other guys are in the groove question? Uh, do, do you think other teams in major league baseball? know hitting is hard. Ah, I wonder. I do I wonder. wonder maybe the Yankees are too much in their head about how hard hitting is and said, maybe just go up to the plate and look for a strike, which is what you just said. They're not doing. They're Aaron looking Boone for should have said hitting is easy. That might've been motivational for that <laughs> reverse psychology. Yeah. Uh, I don't understand why you, they, they are oddly looking for walks like Clint Frazier. I, I couldn't tell you what the guy's doing. Um, it seems like he's just standing that he get even when he works like good counts. It seems like he's just waiting for that ball forward to get on base. Um, and I'm not really 
in, I just don't know what's going on. Every batter is taking the first pitch and every single time it's a center cut fastball or an off speed pitch, just right there. Um, and the, the whole, the whole aura around this Yankees lineup is the fact that these guys can be aggressive and they could tear the cover off the ball and, you know, four pitches into an inning, there could be runners on second and third with no outs. And all of a sudden you're in deep shit. Um, and that's just not at all what this lineup has been showing us this year. It's been very passive. Um, they're looking for fame. They're, they're looking it, it, when you're that's, that's what I wrote last night when we, when DJ kind of flipped that on the umpire, which was really cool. Uh, he, that, that was, I was that the only time we've ever seen him lose his shit because I don't, I don't think I've ever seen him. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever seen him react at all. At any point in time, and he turned to the ump immediately, started yelling, and Aaron Boone had to come out of the dugout. But um, at that point, while that was cool, at the same time, it's kind of embarrassing because we're getting into arguments with umps eleven games in, and look at the scoreboard. You got one hit through five innings, and you're complaining about you know looking at a ball that's probably not a strike, but like it's a two-two count, and you got to protect the zone, so maybe swing the bat. Like you're not going to miss that pitch. You're going to foul it off. Hopefully Uh, just literally do anything, but stand there and hope for the umpire to give you what you need. Because at this point, if something is relatively close, your job as a hitter is with two strikes, especially is to protect the plate. If he calls it on three, one, whatever, like you have, you have, you have another, you have another chance to pick out a pitch that you want and rip it. But that one, two, two, you simply have to protect the plate. And then to get pissed at the umps when your entire offense is not doing anything, the ump is not dictating the game to the point where he's preventing you from, from hitting the ball. The Yankees are preventing themselves from hitting the ball for whatever reason. The entire lineup top to bottom is passive. The defense, it, you know, we've talked about how passive that is as well. They just lack the aggression. They don't seem to have the vocal leader that's kind of lighting a fire under everyone's ass. Um, and like, I know five and six is not the worst record in the world, but if you're supposed to be a contender, this is about, this is close to among the most embarrassing starts for a team of this caliber that, you know, you could possibly project, uh, through, through these first 11 games. Yeah. It's not about the record. I'm, I'm supposed to see something by now. I I understand it's 162 game season. And I understand I just came off a 60 game one, which is why a bad 11 game stretch feels a little more brutal than it usually would be, but I'm, I'm supposed to be seeing something and I'm seeing something from the bullpen and it's a huge, it's just a shame that we've got this, you know, spoiler alert, even if the bullpen's good, which it is, I believe in this bullpen, they're not going to go shut out forever. Uh, and they're currently shutting out the opposition. So if you're not going to be like seven and three during a stretch when the bullpen is pitching a literal zero or maybe even, God forbid, like eight and three, nine and two or something like that. You know, these are there are a few of these games where all you had to do was put up like four or five runs, like a league average number of runs. And the Yankees just decided to check out by the first inning and not do that. And and there are games where Aaron Boone has to wave the white flag because the pitchers or starters are going four innings. So we need, you know, Nick Nelson earlier. We need Luis Sessa early. And then they, they're unable to build from there. Um, defense, 
if you were looking at this Yankees team as an outsider, you would laugh. We we pretend a lot of things are going to work. They have an outfielder. They have a left fielder playing first base. They have four other left fielders on the roster. They had a third baseman at shortstop yesterday. They had a second baseman at third base. And even when they're using their full nine starters, they have a second baseman playing shortstop. So that ground ball that went up the middle on Jameson Tyone yesterday was like, ooh, past him. Second baseman can't knock it down. Rudetto door, neither can the third baseman playing shortstop. And the third of Jake Bruce at first base bounces in the dirt. Great. Like, that's by design. They don't have a backup shortstop. Their backup first baseman is an outfielder. And there are all sorts of laughable things that the team is doing that you would mock if you were an opposing fan. We're going to take a quick break. When we come right back, why aren't the Yankees making this extremely obvious first base move? Stick around. Introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra. Its ergonomic design is molded to support the natural movement of your body. With cord-out padding, the better breathability eliminates extra bulk without sacrificing support. And quick-dry padding is Under Armour's fastest-drying padding yet. When you're lifting heavy, running fast, and pushing yourself further than ever before, you need a bra that will help you go that extra mile and make you feel your best. Shop the Infinity High Sports Bra now at UA.com. Welcome back to the Yanks Go Yard podcast. So, yeah, we don't have a first baseman on the roster. Luke Voigt is doing light fielding, which is good news because that's more than Jay Bruce is currently doing on the big league team. Um, <laughs> I don't understand why the Yankees have a first baseman, a 27-year-old first baseman who's never played Major League Baseball before at Scranton at the alternate site. Uh, who is posting 110-mile-an-hour exit velocities in batting practice, who did that during spring training, who doesn't have a 40-man roster spot, but neither did Jay Bruce, so there's a pretty ready-made solution here. Give him Jay Bruce's roster spot. Why isn't Chris Gittens on the Major League team right now? All we've done is pontificate about how much fun it would be to watch him get some run in the Bronx but we have Luke Voigt, so there's just couldn't be less of a fit there. So hopefully he gets a job in Korea or Japan sometime soon instead of wasting away in the Yankees minor league system. Well, guess what? This is a one-month slot where he can showcase himself. He can't possibly be worse on defense than Bruce, who is a left fielder. He can't possibly swing and miss more than Bruce, who does that constantly, and he can't provide less value than the guy we have at first base. So why not flip-flop their roster spots? I have no idea. And you saw him perform in spring training, very limited time. He played in 20 games, but he only got 19 at bats, slugged three bombs, seven RBIs, walked five times, 316 average, 1.248 OPS. Like, does that not, does that not show you anything? I know Bruce got off to a hot start uh, at the beginning of spring training, his but, first three at bats yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was pretty incredible. And then he completely flamed out and it was like, Oh, okay. So like that makes more sense. Like this is the Jay Bruce we're going to get, which is, you know, is not no knock to Jay Bruce, but you know, two Oh six with a seven thirty one OPS. Like the, the average is probably a little bit too low, but that OPS is probably right where it's going to be for a guy like Bruce. He's not getting any younger and, We've seen the at-bats he's put forth with the Mets and the Mariners and the Phillies in recent years. Just really not entirely great. We thought that there could be a little bit of a renaissance because he would have been in a much better uh, lineup than uh, than uh, those three teams. Uh, put him in the Yankees lineup. That could perhaps change the complexion and uh, g- give him a little bit more uh, leeway and, and make him a little bit more relaxed when facing opposing pitching. But that clearly has not happened. But you have a guy like Gittens 
27 years old. I know the last time he's played a full season was 2019, but that year at double A Trenton slash 281, 393, 500 with 23 bombs and 77 RBIs. Yeah, we're not talking about a, a joke here. We're not talking about a spring training goof. We're not talking about somebody who's he's 27 now, right? And he's never played in a major league game. That doesn't look good, but we're not talking about somebody who's been 27 forever. He missed a full season of minor league baseball. He easily could have proved himself at the triple A level last year. Last season was 25 years old at double A. That's a little old for the league, but not drastic. And he was the MVP of the Eastern League. Um, a 12th round draft pick who has made good and has hit bombs at every level and gotten on base and slugged with a high exit velocity, all the peripherals you want to see. And you can't make a case that he can't contribute more than Jay Bruce right now, who might make a good bench coach, but is not going to be able to pull off any sort of Yankees magic appearing act for the next month of baseball, which is what's required of his existence on the roster. Yeah. And I, I think the most important aspect about all this is like how his Gittins not entirely proved himself to the organization, especially the thing that strikes me the most is the limited time in spring. And you see right off the bat, like, you know, you kind of know at this point what you're going to be getting from Bruce. It's more of the same that we've seen from the last three, three or so years from him. Um, and he's not at all changing the dynamic at first base and filling in for, you know, how Luke Voigt's probably out for another month. So if the defense from Bruce hasn't exactly been sharp right out of the gate, I don't know how much you think it's going to improve over the next month. Like, I don't think he's going to be backhand, backhand picking balls out of the dirt uh, in, in a month's time. So I think this is an experiment worth testing out for the Yankees. Some guy who's, who has a chance to prove himself or show something Definitely holds more value than a veteran who is kind of over the hill and is not playing his natural position. Um, and like, it's just weird because we hang on to a guy like Tyler Wade and we're grandfathering him into the roster simply because he could play the middle infield. And then we seemingly have an asset and Gis Gittins, who is who, who, who swings a heavy bat and completely tears the cover off the ball. And this is a guy that we're just going to leave and not really pay any mind to. So uh, I don't, is this an indictment on the Yankees front office? I, it's weird. I, I don't know if they're, I don't know if like we're going to sit here and blame them and like call, call this the worst move ever, but it is weird that that's kind of the trend that we're looking at here. It doesn't really make any sense. Um, I'd like to see some sort of change because whatever do, they're doing right now is not working. And maybe a young guy, uh, I, he's not entirely young, but maybe a guy like Gittins with something to prove could, could kind of ele elevate things in a sense. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we thought we were concerned about Ro Once again, there's an easy roster spot flip here. Bruce for Gittins. Nobody yeah. needs Bruce at this juncture, but we no. thought we were concerned about roster spots. Ooh, precious 40 man room. We can't possibly give Chris Gittins run. Uh, the Yankees gave up three, three players to get Rugnet Odor on this team, one of whom was Tyro Estrada, who they cleared off the roster. Josh Stowers, Antonio Caballo, varying degrees of prospects, but they sacrificed three supposed assets just to finagle Rugnet Odor. You can't just do a one-for-one -one swap here. The Yankees were so precious with their roster spots this offseason and their finances that they gave the Red Sox two relievers. Gave yeah. them free people, and they gave the Red Sox a prospect to take Adam Adovino, too. Like, all of these moves that are supposedly because they're so precious with roster spots, and, and yet they can't find room for Gittins. You want some breaking news mid-podcast? I got some breaking news yeah. for you. It's a little yes. good news, bad news. Uh, good, uh, good news, meh news, but it, it also feels like a step forward and a step back. Good news. Aaron Hicks is leading off today. Great idea. Good idea. And he's coming off a three-for-four day. He is a leadoff hitter. He is a guy who gets on base. 
He, he uh, you want to someone who looks for walks? He should be because he has an incredible eye and he, he walks more often than he doesn't. The flip side of the coin, DJ LeMahieu getting the day off after the night game. Uh, yeah. Eleven days. He's the only Yankee who played yeah. all of the games leading into this one. I understand it. There is, however, an off day on Thursday. DJ LeMahieu is as much as we have talked about his struggles, which date back to the 2020 postseason, in which he was a negative uh, performer in terms of decreasing the Yankee series win probability in the ALDS against the Rays uh, by, I believe, 2.6% or so. Um, he struggled He struggled with ground balls since last postseason. There are reasons to not be optimistic about DJ LeMahieu, but we've joked, we've, we've been on his case all year. He's still hitting like 300. He's, you know, he's like a 290 hitter, even when he's bad. Um, he gets the day off. I'm not sure why that happens, but Aaron Hicks in the leadoff spot is a clear improvement for this team. Yeah. We always kind of wanted Aaron Hicks. If that was, if there was going to be a higher leverage, uh, spot in the lineup for him to, to, to be at, uh, the leadoff spot was kind of it. I like him towards the bottom of the lineup because he gives you a pesky at bat. And, you know, if you're grinding into a starting pitcher and going deep into the lineup, uh, that's not a guy you want to face in the eight or nine hole, but leadoff is the next best spot for him. In my opinion, he gives the Yankees the, the lefty bat at the, at the top, which is kind of what, what they wanted uh, to, to mix things up. Um, and he's a walks, he's a walks machine at the end of the day when he, when he's seeing the ball well and when he's playing well. So uh, at, at the leadoff spot that, in my opinion, the only point in time where a walk is as good as a hit, a walk is not always as good of a hit the, the little league, uh, the little league fairy tale. It is not. You'd much rather put the ball in play and test the defense. Home um, runs pretty cool. Yeah. Home runs pretty sick. Uh, but I like him here. I, I, we, we talked about it before. I think him in the three hole is, is simply too much pressure because we like Aaron Hicks as a baseball player. I think most, most fans who have watched his abilities uh, would say that he's a good baseball player, but he's just, he's not a number three hitter. And that's not a knock against him. That's not, I, I don't think that that's taking a shot at his abilities at all. Um, he just, players have their limitations and Hicks, provides great defense. He provides good at bats, but he is not as electrifying as a hitter to put in the three hole. When theoretically you're going to have guys in scoring position, you may or may, uh, you know, you're going to, you're going to at least have uh, a runner or two on, or if it's the, the other side of the lineup coming in, you might come up with the bases loaded and Hicks does not have good numbers with the bases loaded. Um, and he doesn't exactly have a high contact rate. So that's not somebody who you want to put in the three hole, which is a very important spot. Um, but also speaking of lineup things that this is completely off topic, but I was reading that the whole point of batting somebody second in the lineup, you put your best hitter second in the lineup is because they have, it's a greater likelihood that they're, they're going to get more at bats. I don't know if, if you knew that, I don't know if you know anything else about this batting your best hitter in, in the two hole. Um, but then why would we bat Giancarlo Stanton in the two hole? Who's constantly providing not good at bats. Why would we not? Why, why is that the option? Uh, I don't know. There's I, I also, really there's a supplementary piece of like the guy hitting three comes up with nobody on in two outs. Most often. Um, I don't know about that. Um, that I, can't I guess be. that, I guess that's true, but it doesn't seem accurate. Yeah, no. It just also seems more. I, I don't know. I, I want good hitters. You're there. telling me most games start off with two outs. Most Yankee games. Hey, how many Yankee <laughs> games? 
how many Yankee games have they scored in the first inning, by the way? Zero. The only Zero team to out not of score. 11. The only None. team to not score in the first inning in all of Major League Baseball. So that's why the, the Yankees are boring. On. That's why the Yankees are boring. All of the other bad teams have managed to put some pressure on the starting pitcher at the onset of the game. And the Yankees, who have DJ LeMahieu, Aaron Judge, slash Giancarlo Stanton, Aaron Hicks as the first three batters, have done nothing in the first inning. I want me to give you the, for the first first few innings, actually. Want me to give you the rest of the lineup, actually, because it's not good. <laughs> yeah, three three through six is atrocious. It's not good. A- Aaron Hicks leading off, very cool. We love it. Aaron Judge right field, great. Brett Gardner batting third, as always. <laughs> you had to see you had to see that one coming. Gary DHing Glaber back despite his jammed finger. Jay Bruce got a promotion batting six, the worst player Hell. in Major League Baseball. Gio Urshela, seven, Odor, eight at second base, and Higgy, nine. I'm sure Higgy will go deep again. We love that guy. Um, Kluber and Higashioka, interesting, by the way. Kluber, good first start, tough second start. Aaron Boone wants to get him on track. He gives him Higashioka. Are we going to have two personal catchers in this goddamn rotation? Is that what's going to happen? If Kluber throws six shutout, sound the alarms. I know. I've been thinking that, too. Uh, because the, because we have because you have a guy like Cole who you're trying to maximize the efficiency for, um, and you want him to go out there and be able to win you 20 games, so you need to pair him with the guy who's going to most likely have him do that. And Higashioka has proven the pairing is good. It's not going to be deemed. It's not going to be labeled the personal catcher, but that's going to be that's going to be most of the pairings. Um, but then I was thinking, you know, because Tyone and Kluber haven't pitched in so long. They might need some more guidance. I think at this point, it's a fair, it's a fair assessment uh, to kind of say that Higashioka is probably better at calling games than Gary Sanchez. Uh, Gary Sanchez's defense and track record just isn't the greatest, um, and the fact that he kind of gotten he kind of got ousted from catching Garrett Cole starts one game into the 2021 season uh, kind of says a lot. Um, though I don't disagree with it because I do think that Cole is the most important, arguably the most important person on this team. If he is pitching the way he needs to pitch, then this is a very different, this is a very different Yankees roster. Um, but I was thinking that the other day, I was like, what if they just start giving Higgy some time with Tyone and Kluber to help them get back on track? And then, you know, maybe DH Gary or just give Gary extra days off because we know Aaron Boone loves to give everybody fucking days off um, yeah i'm so bored not. i'm so bored i'm i'm endlessly bored offense is is hard hitting hitting is hard um boone said that clint frazier he rakes he's gonna rake but we got two good players and in, in brett gardner we're gonna they're gonna both play a lot yeah no faith in clint. i know i know they're gonna play a lot um i know one is specifically going to play a lot over clint who you you think you think maybe being jerked in and out of the lineup is is contributing to clint frazier's ridiculous weird start to the season in which he was red hot and is now ice cold and is now replaced every chance Aaron Boone gets by Brett Gardner. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm so bored. I, I hate this team. Let's, let's, wrap, let's wrap this. Up. I just, I just, I'm intrigued by basically every other team in major league baseball. So prove me wrong. You probably won't uh, score in the first inning. Why don't you? Maybe that might be interesting. That's it for this edition of the Yanks go yard podcast, which I think is a, the bad half of a deal I must have done with the devil in my sleep that I do not recall. I cannot believe I have to co-host a podcast during this time. I cannot believe this team is doing this to me and that my employers are actively hiring me to do this task, which I really at this juncture have no interest in completing. 
That's it for this episode. Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Drop us a five-star review along with the mailbag question. We'll be more than happy to answer it. The New York Knicks bring me endless joy. The New York Yankees bring me endless boredom. What the hell is this? I'm Adam Weinrib. You can find me on Twitter at Adam Weinrib, tweeting so much about this team that my friends tell me to, quote, shut the hell up. Shut the hell up. My name is Thomas Carinante. You can find me at Tommy's underscore takes. You can reach out to me, too, on Twitter. Uh, we'll see what the, where the conversation is going to go. Really not that much interesting stuff to talk about. Uh, maybe we get a win today. Maybe we score in the first inning. Maybe we get multiple hits before the fourth inning. Eh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but until then, you know, you got yanksgoyard.com to head on over to. We got we got plenty of talking points there for you. And on the official Yanks Go Yard Twitter account at Yanks Go Yard FS, you could talk to both Adam and I. We'll be covering the game today. Rubber match. Uh, show us something, Yanks. Maybe we can get to 500 today, win another series. That sure be nice. But until then, uh, we may or may not have good or bad things to talk about them on Pizza Friday. Uh, stay tuned. Please don't. Jamie's log. Progressive. The Harrington's backyard. Day 27. 3.33 a.m. 3.33. All those threes mean something. Or I may be losing it. Been camped in the Harrington's backyard for 27 days now, proving that Progressive has 24-7 protection. They told me every day they understand what 24-7 protection means. Think I'm finally getting through to them. 3-3-3. Progressive doesn't just offer a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection. Just not literally from Jamie. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.